Let, let's let's um let's invite Troy Rank, a uh, good friend of the show from Denver Seven, presented by Rocks Heating and Air, into this conversation. Uh, Troy, I mean, you're you're there. You're listening to Sean Payton uh, do his uh, interview yesterday, and he's talking about Jerry Judy, and he's saying, "Holy cow!" There's three different plays. Uh, you hear him talking about the final sequence and calling it. Hey, I don't have a name for that. That's chaos. It's street ball. It's it sounds to me like Sean Payton is pretty frustrated with Russell Wilson. Do you think it's fair for me to speculate that? Well, I think it's more with the overall passing game, and Russ is certainly central to that. But the line didn't block well. There were mistakes across the board. And certainly the, the quarterback has to wear that, as Phil was saying. Usually quarterbacks have learned growing up when you're a high-profile position. When you win, it's we. When we lose, it's me. And it just makes it a lot easier in the locker room to fall on the sword in that position. I know they have practiced something without going into what we were allowed to see during viewing. They did a unique shift on that play in practice multiple times that did not show up in that instance. So, and it was with those players involved. So I don't know if that's the timing of it or, you know, the the cadence got messed up because they were lined up right and then nothing happened. And you see that because Kroll is stopped when the ball is snapped. Judy takes off and then Sutton just looks around like, what the heck? And he goes sideways to just to try to create space. So, I think that play in and of itself is embarrassing when that's the last play of the game. But, yeah, there, I mean, Sean Payton gets frustrated with Russell Wilson. There's no doubt. He does. But they were winning. And, again, it's just Bears watching because if they're going to make a run, it's going to have to be through the air. They're going to have to pass better. During the six games now, they won five of them. Their, their average passing yards per game is 170. Andrew Mason, I think, just did a stat over their last eight games there. It's their lowest they've had since Tim Tebow was the quarterback. Wow. they got to get more out of the passing game because teams are going to sell out to stop the run. It's that simple. They're going to continue to just say, can you beat us with the passing game? And so that's where we have to keep an eye on the frustration because they've won a certain way, but they did it in a bit of an outlier because they're getting so many takeaways. What happened Sunday? Zero takeaways. Mm. The offense needed to carry its water, and they couldn't. And they, they put themselves in a position to win, and they couldn't, you know, finish it off. So it bears watching. But overall, I would say Sean Payton's frustration is not just with one player when you're averaging 170 yards in the passing game for now six weeks. Troy, why is the passing game so bad at this point? And also, Jerry Judy, I watched the film, okay, this, this, this week. He was open three, four, five times. That could have been big plays. What's the disconnect with Judy and Russ? Well, again, with Russ and Judy, it's interesting because last year and the previous two years, every time Judy was on the field with Cortland Sutton, Sutton's stats disappeared, Mm. and he was a non-factor. And this year, Sutton got hot in the red zone, has had a remarkable season in terms of scoring touchdowns specifically, and now Judy at times feels like he's a ghost. And so we haven't seen these two ever been productive together, even in the last two years with Russ. They really haven't. So for me, it's like... Russ develops the trust in the player, and he just he gravitates towards Sutton. The one, the fourth down one, where Judy was really frustrated, where he was wide open. Mm. I'm not giving Russell a pass, but he had to convert a fourth down. Yeah, and he ended up running and getting converted the fourth down. So that one's a little different. Yeah, he could have stayed in there. Yeah, but he takes the sack and they don't convert. That's a different one. But the one problem when you say like, why is the disconnect? At times, the timing appears off, and it's I put this. It goes to back to both of them. 
if what if Judy's open later in the route, Russell, if he's not getting a clean pocket, you guys watch this. He puts his head down, his eyes go down, and so when his eyes come back up, he's seeing a way different picture than the one Judy sees, which is him being wide open. But they got to fix it. You can't have him open like this, not getting the ball. Can't have him getting three catches. But it's again, it's not just him. If you take out the two big catches by Judy and Sutton, 41 and 45 yards, the other 13 completions are 100 yards. Mm. So where is the passing game? I tell you, Phil, you watched the film. You played it at this level. There's just nothing in the middle of the field. It's either dump downs or vertical. And until they start getting crossing routes and digs and stuff in the middle, I don't know how the passing game evolves and matures because – it's just not that is not in their game. That's why, frankly, they need Greg Dulcich or somebody in the middle of the field, because right now they really don't have anyone. Yeah, it feels like a, a a confluence of things where you don't have a slot receiver who traditionally works in the middle of the field. You don't have a tight end, mm, big and, one, and you have and you have a quarterback who doesn't want to stay in the pocket. I mean, he and let's just face it, right. you know, Russell's five foot ten. He gets his ball uh, tipped more than anyone I've seen that's had as much success as Russell has had, and he wants to get out of the pocket. And it's it. I think all that together is eliminating a portion of the football field that in twenty twenty three. I mean, that's money, Troy. That is that is money. But with no tight end, no slot receiver, and, and, and a quarterback who does not want to naturally stay in the pocket, I think right. you're missing a huge 33% of uh, a, a potentially your offense there in the middle. Well, and it's interesting you say that because one thing Peyton said at times, he's like, it would have been better off, you know, you know, kind of moving the pocket. And that's what I wonder going forward. Like, if he's not confident Russ is going to climb the pocket. And, again, some of this is on the line against the Texans. It was not a great day in pass pro at all. Yeah. But Russ's inclination is to spin out. And he used to be able to get out and get himself back squared up, shoulders squared. Because he's 35 now, he's maybe a tick slower. When he gets outside there, sometimes he's not squared up, so he's off balance. He's not seeing the field the same because he's never getting around to like to the corner and set. I wonder going forward, like against Khalil Mack, for instance, even the Chargers pass defense stinks, but we're like, okay, we're not going to just bank on him stepping forward and letting Mack go around him. Maybe we start moving the pocket a little bit to getting these crossers, you know, drag just drag routes, bringing them to Russ's eyes. Again, I'm just, I'm not a coach. I'm not pretending to be. I'm just watching it and thinking maybe there's a solution, in, an in-between here, because they've got to get into the middle of the field. They just have to. They're going to have to start passing for 230, 240, somewhere in there if they're going to win four of these next five games. I just mm. cannot see a scenario where they reach 10 wins averaging 170 yards passing a game. Because the only way you do that is if your defense is giving you the ball in a short field consistently. And that's just not a real, you know, it's not a durable strategy. Troy, your opinion on the rushing game, all right? For me, I'm kind of frustrated, to be honest with you. I don't see any explosiveness from this offense when it comes to running the ball. Now, Javante has done a great job, but to me, it's just boring. What's your take on it? Well, Jalil McLaughlin would be that guy, Phil, but, you know, and and I don't mean to make it personal for you, but the problem is that when Jalil's in the game, he gets the ball. And you Mm -hmm. ran into that problem when they were trying to platoon you in in Melbourne, and it was so ridiculous that every time you came into the the game, what happened? You were running. So you had like eight guys within like two yards of the line of scrimmage. And that's what I feel like with Jalil. He's the guy that can hit a home run. He can't hit the home run 
if every time you know he's in, he's running and touching the football? And so the answer would be to get him more plays without him getting the ball. So you can't make it a tell. Well, yeah. they don't totally trust him in pass pro. They love Samaj P. Run in pass pro. So they kind of get caught in between. So I get it because they, they're, they're a grinding out, plotting team on the ground. And it, it can work in terms of crunching the clock. And there, there's an effective part of it. But at some point, you got to have that 25 yarder, that 30 yarder. And the guy built to do it clearly is Jalil McLaughlin. But again, unless they get him more snaps, Every time he's in the game, and I'm just saying with my own eyes, you yeah. watch it. The, the guys, they're moving up closer to the line of scrimmage because they really feel like he's getting the ball. And they know this. But, again, how do you get him more snaps if he's not becoming your third down back because you don't trust him in pass pro? And so that's where they get caught. Troy, do you believe that Russell Wilson is a lock to be back with the Broncos next year? I just think the story's not written yet. He's done some really good things, especially in the red zone. I think he's, what, 18 touchdowns and a one pick. His touchdown to interception ratio is decent. But, again, I just don't think the story's fully written. These last five games, I would guess, based on how Sean Payton is and what he's trying to accomplish here, that everything is still under evaluation. Like, we've taken midterms, but we got to take the finals. You can't, you can't basically get a D on the final and say, oh, everything they have before, that's fine if you're trying to get to the next step of this organization. So I just think we have to watch it and see where it goes. If they get to 10 wins, they go to the playoffs. I just can't imagine them moving on from him. I I don't know that. Right. I've just, but if they go eight, and nine and nine and eight, and there's game, multiple games where you feel like the passing game lets you down. Nothing would surprise me with Sean Payton. He, mm. he has changed a, you know, a great deal since he arrived. He wasn't here when they brought on Russell Wilson, They've made this partnership effective. It's just for me, can they get it to the next step? He's made them functional, basically, because last year was complete clown show, disaster. It's basically what the Jets are doing now. He's made Russell Wilson back to be an effective quarterback and winning games at times, making plays. But is there more there? Because, again, the way they're winning games is not sustainable if it's the defense has to get three takeaways. That's just not a sustainable strategy. It's an outlier stat. They hadn't done that over a course of five games since 1997, so you can't count on that. At some point, the offense has to be better. And some of this is on Sean Payton. I don't think he would disagree with that. He's got to keep finding the fits. If what we're doing is not working, if he's leaving the pocket too soon, if we're not getting guys open up soon enough in routes, that's a coaching thing too, and he said that after the game. And so that's why I'm curious going forward because he's made some good adjustments with this team after the one and five start. Do they have another one in them offensively to kind of not reinvent themselves, but they've got to find more nuances in the passing game because it's not enough right now. The passing game right now is not that of a playoff team. Troy, you just said it. The passing game is atrocious. All right, the tight end position, it's a non-factor. When is Dosage at this point? Is he coming back? And if so, when? Yeah, I talked to Greg last week. Um, he's been he last week was when we first saw him out there running, doing stuff. I, I mean, I would think that there might be a conversation that he could be available this week. If I had to guess, it'd be more likely Detroit, just based on how they've slow played this with him. Because I mean, the last thing they want is him to go out there and leave another game early. I mean, he played he's played in two games and yeah. he hasn't made it through either one. Mm. So I would guess they'd give it another week, but he's, keep an eye on it because they need him. They desperately need him. 
And when I, you know, would they make a move for a Zach Ertz? It sounds like the Ravens or Bill, there's other teams that would have a higher priority, you know, more interest in Ertz. And I, I don't know how much Ertz has left, frankly. I love the player, but yeah. he hasn't been that guy in a, you know, in a bit. But keep an eye on Dulcich going forward. Like, could he come back this week? Is it possible for, I mean, I would think realistically watching him run this past week that Detroit would be in play. I don't know about this week. I just don't know. When I talked to Greg, he was very optimistic. He feels like, you know, they identified some stuff that can really help, you know, so that was good to hear from him. And I'm rooting for the guy because they need him. But, you know, you know how it is, Phil. Best best ability is availability in the NFL, man. You got to be able to go and, I don't know if it would be this week, but I do think we will see him before the season's out. Hopefully that's, you know, maybe Detroit. All right, Troy, that's a perfect place to leave it. Thank you for your time here, and we'll talk to you this time next week. You got it, guys. Take care. Have a great show. All right, thank you very much. That is uh, Troy Rank of Denver 7, presented by Rocks Heating and Air. That's R-O-X, Rocks Heating and Air.